morning, Meat Suits and Sushi Slappers. Welcome back to Read It uh-huh. and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 247. We've now done as many episodes as the number of degrees the sauna is stuck at in the terrifying-sounding movie, 247 Degrees. What? <laughs> that, that's the extent of the movie? It's just the sauna is way, way, way too hot? Well, they are also locked in it. It's not just, how do we turn down the sauna? So wait, this is a different movie than the Steam Experiment with Val Kilmer? I mean, yes. I did not know that. <laughs> there, there are two either, different but. movies about people getting trapped in a steam room. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, at least two. Turns out it's a really. I didn't know it was a genre. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it is scary. I guess. Sure. Wow, that I'm looking at images from Steam Experiment, and that looks terrifying too. Yeah, 247 degrees is like they're friends at a cabin, and they get locked in the in the thing on accident okay. and then their friends who are outside are like oh those screams of terror they're kidding around let's not move this furniture from in front of the door and then they die <laughs> so, uh, so it, it, yeah it lacks the uh it lacks the social conscience of the steam experiment <laughs> yes, that's, where that's what i would the say the evil scientist uh locks them in the steam room to prove his hypothesis that when uh global warming happens people will get angry at each other <laughs> his theory <laughs> basically like the rising temperatures will just like make everyone act uh, terribly so. I feel like, yeah because everyone's cranky because they're too hot and sweaty yeah but also I think the, the experiment is like locked in something because that yeah. is not global warming but like if if because of uh, pollution I got locked in a small room with friends for a long time by a right. scientist that would also make me cranky you're saying that you should have had a control group. Yes, where they were locked in a normal room. temperature room. Yeah. If he's, an, he's a scientist. He's not just an evil, crazy person. You have to have a control. All right. Well, you, you may have found the one flaw with the steam experiment. It's a common thing for me on the show. Uh, speaking of things that are too much, this week we're talking about Gunhead, spelled, not, spelled nothing like you'd expect, the 1989 <laughs> Japanese live-action mecha film. Low budget live action mecha film. As always, our show is brought to you by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. If you go to that address, sign up for a free trial membership. You can get a free audiobook and you can support our show. And this episode was sponsored in particular by Zachary, who says this with a title like Gunhead, how could it not be amazing? And who would have guessed that it would have, be home to the greatest opening title crawl ever? <laughs> Here's a slice of the opening text crawl. In the early 2030s, mankind discovered a new substance, Tex-Mexium, which I'm sold. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta say, like, some of the flaws of this movie, uh, I just, I I have to wonder if if I spoke Japanese and I saw the original film, whether I'd be easier on it. Because, you know, Tex-Mexium... Is not <laughs> was something that must have been added for the American release. So you think it's not a joke that translates? Oh, that's interesting. So you think that in Japanese it was some form of like Southern Japan sushi, <laughs> or maybe just a, a normal thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, if you want to force us to struggle mightily to understand a movie of your choice, you can go to read-weep.com, sign up for our mailing list, The Weekly Weep, and you can find out about all the cool stuff going on here at Read and Weep headquarters, including, but not limited to, Big Notified, 
when we have new episodes available for sponsorship. Also, we'll tell you about great things like the pod crawl, which just wrapped up last week. So check out Proudly Resents, talking about Batman and Robin. You can do that right now. Yeah. And, <laughs> and other other things of the like. Sorry to talk about the pod crawl in front of you, Dan. I know you it's, didn't it's participate right. this year. Look, I'm <laughs> I'm not jealous. Whatever makes other people happy, good. You know, makes me happy. <laughs> you're a, you're a pleaser. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, let's talk about let's lead into the panel. I'm Alex Falcon. I'm Alex underscore Falcon on Twitter. Joining us as always, it's at C Walter Smith in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Hey, Alex. I'm a crack mechanic who can't drive a car or a tank or a plane, but I still think it's cool to pretend my carrot sticks are cigars. Those are all of his personality traits. You nailed him. Yep, uh, that's right. That's what the entire character is. He's nervous to drive, but he still thinks he's a badass for smoking a sweet stick of carrot. I like I like that. I also like uh, pretending to smoke the long pretzel sticks. Oh, I I think that's much better, actually. The pretzel cigar. I just want to know who's growing all these bleeping carrots. In post-apocalyptic <laughs> Tex-Mex. <laughs> who's, like, peeling in them and slicing them up? I just, I have a lot of questions. Maybe it's that robot with the fly eyes. Maybe one of his jobs is kitchen prep. Yeah, definitely. He's just in the in the background, like, killing humans, but also slicing carrots. I mean, he disappears for long periods of this movie where it's just inexplicable why he's not there killing them right now. Because he's got this mind laser that can go around corners, and like he's got like a homing beak. I mean, he's got a lot of power that he's not using very often. Yeah, a lot of cartoon post-production powers. Yeah, yeah. Also joining us, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter, hovering awkwardly over Ezra's chair. It's Tanya Davis. Would you like some Robo-Cola? I believe it's Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> That was a weird product placement. Well, <laughs> just the the out of nowhere, this like I guess like vending machines turned into like walking robot folks. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Who then like slam Pepsi at people? Yeah. Uh-huh. Have a gut punch of cola. <laughs> and also the method, the method by which the soft drink is delivered, apparently requires you to put robo in front of what is just a normal can of, of, of coke i'm sure in in japanese it sounds better or pepsi yeah like but we don't like you know you get a truck of of pepsi going to like a like a gas station you don't call it truck cola because that's how it got to you uh I don't know. sometimes i do call it secretary coffee oh that sounds Vaguely sexist? Yeah, it does. I don't <laughs> yeah, know if it is, it but it sounds that way. I think these days we call it admin assistant coffee. <laughs> That's what it is. My secretary's a boy. Is that... Are they still called secretaries, or are they called, like, secramans? I, I don't know. When I was temping, I, was like, I always just called myself the secretary, because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't feel the need to put on airs. I knew my place <laughs> in the universe. Yeah. Well, and I think the only, thing, the only thing worse than secretary coffee is, like, my secretary is a boy? What are you talking about? Like, not a man, but like a small boy. Yeah. He runs errands and he collates and he answers the Sometimes I make up... Is your secretary short round? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I just have uh, characters in my head to make me less sexist. I just pretend that I have a young man secretary that works for me. My secretary is a a child that loves that brown sugar juice. (laughs) 
me see i wonder this pretty like i wonder if the pepsi that made me that made me think the text maxim was the actual thing they said in japanese and i yeah. I, I guess my theory was like it's like those uh chinese tattoos where you're not really sure what it means yeah like maybe that like in in japanese when they say text maxim they don't get that it's a joke they just think like oh cool english word yeah they just have tattoos of like chipotle on their yeah, arms exactly I don't That's think it cuts both ways. It's just like how in this movie all robots seem to be like human centric, except uh-huh. that the robots are supposed to be hyper intelligent and all like self managing. Uh-huh. Like if they if they're so self managed, like why do they still have screens? Like who do they think is looking? Buttons. Yeah. So you think Who's the looking? gunhead is a little needy? That's your concern. Uh, sure. <laughs> also joining us today, he's at Dank McCoy on Twitter. On loan from the Flophouse podcast, it's Dan McCoy. Hello. Hey, Dan. I've got no clever thing to say. Who? Who? Can, what I, neither do does anyone else in this movie, Dan. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, who do you? Who do Sorry? you like? Who do you feel the most close to in this film? You know who I hate. Sure. Is the is the little kid who kept saying the same things over and over again? Wait, was that seven? And or I gotta 11? ask you. I gotta ask you something. Um, yeah. And I, I peek behind the curtain here sure. for the listeners. Um, I am very hungover. Mm-hmm. My voice is not normally this sexy. Um, <laughs> and I, what if I that was, was, I was all out that celebrating. When you got hungry or you got hungover. You just sounded sexier and sexier. Yeah. Well, there's you know there's that grit. There's that drawl and the slur and the grit. Uh, but I I was up late last night celebrating my birthday. And uh, things got crazier than I anticipated. So I'll be playing, if anyone listens to uh, my podcast, Flophouse, I will be playing the Stuart role today of not <laughs> understanding things. Does and so my question is, were those kids robots? <laughs> well, that's an, I, I mean, that, that role is my role on this show. And, uh, okay. But although my role, it's not just that I don't understand, my role is that I have face phasia. So I don't know which of the kids was the one that talked and which didn't talk. I couldn't tell them I apart. I think there's one that was shorter than the other. Yeah. Yes. And that was the irritating one. Yeah. Short and one. the one that was taller than the other one communicated primarily through interpretive dance. See, if we were watching okay. a really straight-ahead narrative, it would be funny to make fun of you for not understanding this, that they're not robots. But in this case, their origin is makes no sense. They are people, but there's no... It doesn't. It makes no sense. There's no reason why they've survived this apocalypse for this yeah. long. So they're just like the the newts uh, from Alien mm-hmm. of this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they, but one of the one of their mouths glowed at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and there was really and, no. And reason. the other one kept saying the same words over and over and over again. Yep. Yep. See, you understood it. What's why? Don't be so hard on yourself. Those seem like <laughs> robot traits to me. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, to sit in front of Gunhead while Gunhead is on is to understand Gunhead. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well, I feel a lot better now. You should. You should feel good. But just in case, Chris, why don't you summarize for us as much oh, as God. you understood? Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, but here's what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to summarize once, uh, but then we'll go back and redub it so that all the all your mouth is off the whole time. Okay. Cool. Well, that, that definitely is a joke made for radio. Uh-huh. So... Here's here's the deal. It's the future, and it's roughly 2040 or 2030 or something like that, and uh, a new substance called Tex-Mexium has been discovered, which is not barbecue, but is a very high-energy 
uh, substance that can be powered by hypernuclear reactors and make all this energy and stuff. Fun fact, um, well, the first time I heard Tex-Mexium, it made me laugh less than when I heard about mining for unobtainium. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Um, and uh, Imagine an element. Uh, it ends at EM. There you go. Yeah. According to the yeah. Wikipedia page, James Cameron is a fan of this movie, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know whether that's a oh. lie that someone put on there because they they made the Tex-Mexican Montanium connection, but uh, take it for what And because you will. of all the lies about uh, about him on the internet, this is not the page he was checking. Right. <laughs> I feel clear like up there that. are a lot of directors that are probably a fan. Like, I could see this being a Michael Bay pick, too. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah. I think there is a lot to like about it, as long as you're not married actually, to structure. Yeah, or you actually have to watch it. I mean, yeah. like, I think well, the idea of, you know, battle bots fighting inside a fortress is, is fine. But, yeah. you know. Anyway, um, so here we go. So in in conjunction with or near the same time as the discovery of Tex-Mexium, uh, humanity created AI. They, they created a, a hyper-smart computer and uh, that can, you know, learn and all that stuff. So it's called Chiron 5. And Chiron 5 is on an island in the Pacific. And it's on its own island. And it controls every aspect of this world. Like it contain, it, it controls, uh, you know, the economy and the production and all the stuff that it does to keep uh, going. And in 2025, a few years back from the current time of this movie, it declared war on humanity. It started launching weapons and all that stuff. So humanity fought back it brought in like its tanks which are called gunheads um and it tried to uh you know storm the island and it didn't quite work that well it was sort of a stalemate and um they they ran into aerobot which is chiron 5's last line of defense this big old other tank robot thing it's a gunhead basically right? it's basically a gunhead but it has you know a different shape I guess. Um, and, and so this island has just been so like, like a gun shoulder. It's like a gun nose, <laughs> I think. Is it smaller? Yeah. Well, it doesn't have guns. It has a brain laser thing, right? Oh, it, it, what's like, called gun face? Gun face. Sure. Okay. Gun we'll head versus gun face. F A E C. Gun face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, the other thing you gotta know is that the the environment and the economy after all this ai stuff humanity is basically fucked uh they uh have been raping the earth for so long that the the parts and the silicon and all the conductive materials to make more computers are exceedingly rare so you've got bands of roving scavengers that are looking for computer parts to try to sell on the black market basically so, we've gotten so poor as a society our only option left is dirty cyberpunk yeah dirty cyberpunk and so i mean we basically just all go with that so what what I've just said establishes there is a big fortress robot island, and there are dirty cyberpunks scavenging this fortress robot island. And they run into, you know, and, and basically the main guy is Brooklyn. He's a mechanic uh, who nobody thinks is good at anything but repairing things, and he's nervous to drive or fly. Um, but when everyone else in his little team dies or becomes a cyborg... Um, he's the only one left and he teams up with one of the last remaining soldiers, uh, named Nim, who's a Texas air ranger, air patrol person. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. This whole Texas thing, I, I didn't understand. Um, but they basically, with the help of two kids who happen to be on the island, um, 
have to fight the big computer boss. And it's basically just a stage of video game levels. Like you go up a level and there's a different problem that they have to solve and they get closer and closer. And what they have to do is prevent the computer from becoming all powerful, which it will do once the large countdown clock gets to zero, I guess. Um, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and Brooklyn repairs a, a, a broken gunhead tank and then drives it, um, to fight aerobot and to fight everything and um yeah it's basically just assault on computer mountain yeah and they i mean they're so the but the the big computer also is the building that they're in yes so they're and so it pops out with like little lasers yeah and it has a henchman like it converted one of uh uh brooklyn's team into a, a robot droid thing with a big helmet on that sort of you know also is fighting the humans. Um, oh, they converted. That's why that person was in his eye. Yeah, because because uh, Babe, her name, Bebe or something like that, uh-huh. fell into the green goo and then came out. You know, then the robot came out of the green goo and they showed her like consciousness inside oh. the robot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Consciousness? You mean it, like her from so, the waist up? Yeah. On the one hand, this is surprisingly coherent when you're saying it. <laughs> uh-huh. On the other hand. I still find myself drifting away when I hear it all in a row. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, the, the climax I'm is basically I'm amazed that you're able to, like... Chris is very smart. I'm, I'm the dumb one on the show, and I did not get any of that. All right. I thought that there was just this evil robot that's been waiting around forever, and then uh, for true. some reason she's hacked into his eyeball. Uh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, she... Yeah. At the end, like the she's struggling walk- against the yeah. robot programming, and then pulls a grenade on her in her psyche and blows everything up. Oh, she pulled a psyche grenade. Yeah, well, that yeah, chestnut. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, but there's some tank fighting. There's a lot of just dark gray fogginess that goes yeah. on in this movie. And, and I think importantly, all of this action is done with models instead of CG, so it's kind of cool seeming. Yeah, it's like giant RC cars yeah. shooting fireworks at each other. Now, if you have cool any affection thing? for low-budget 80s filmmaking, practical effects, yeah. I mean, this, yeah. this is, like, just as a sheer visual experience, this That's is going to be That's what I'm saying. I don't think I would enjoy watching the movie again with sound, but without sound, as just a mood piece, I enjoy it. Just watching the little models blow up. It's kind of fun. No, it's like a it's a giant like Transformers, Terminator, aliens mashup. That, yeah, uh, I, I will also, in its defense, say that it is not less coherent than Transformers Three. Well, that's. I mean, are we going to start making that the standard? Because I, <laughs> well, for I, I, about I have a knife here robots. that I could just. I wouldn't say, like, oh, I watched Forrest Gump and it makes more sense than Transformers 3. I mean, like, even though it, I'm not sure it does. I mean, like, I'm comparing other fighting robot movies to it. That seems fair. Okay. Feels like we're playing the same game. <laughs> yeah, on the level of fighting robot movies, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh-huh. Um, pretty hard to tie together. As we say, there's together, a gun but... head, a gun torso, and some gun feet. Yeah, and gun head, by the way, is a, both a tank and it can be sort of a standing tank. With right. a gun on its head. And it's chatty. And oh. yeah, it's Kit. It's uh, from Knight Rider. It's basically right. that relationship. Yeah. Oh, God. If only Mr. Feeny was the voice, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Mr. Feeny. <laughs> yeah. 
Nice. Uh, well, let's do this. Let's all say something nice about it. Let's do our compliment. Uh, it's our we like starting in with a compliment. We call it the compliment sandwich. Dan, as the guest, you have the right to the first compliment or the last compliment in this opening round. Which do you prefer? Uh, jeez, I'll I'll go first. Go for um, it. Because I've already said the thing that I actually like, which is the atmosphere. I will go with the thing that I ironically like, the thing that was stupid but I found funny rather than infuriating. Yeah. And that was the fact that this movie began both with an opening crawl and with narration. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And still doesn't make sense. They gave you that much preliminary. Yeah. Well, the opening crawl had too much information, and then the voiceover also had too much information. Like There were just too many moving parts from the get-go. There were information about separate parts of this future, like... One sets up one part of the future, and then the other is like, oh, also, this is what what's going on. If they yeah. had opened with Chris's <laughs> summary of it, I'm still not sure I would have followed the whole movie. So <laughs> it might have been a it might have been a fool's errand. Well, I feel like, you know, it's sort of like a video game where you know there's a big boss at the end of this, and they just ha- they set up all the reasons for why the boss is there, but it's largely unimportant. Like, you right. don't need the crawl, and you don't need the voiceover to yeah, understand what's going on. there's a monster at the end of the book. That's all you need to know. Yeah. What? A monster tank. You don't need <laughs> Wait, the, to understand the what's bag, going the big on. Big bad guy's Grover? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's me. The monster tank <laughs> is me. <laughs> yeah, Grover head. That's how you in the shoot I feel em. like I was paying attention, taking copious notes, and asking a lot of annoying questions while watching this film, and I still couldn't figure out what was going on. <laughs> I love that you're like, oh, get rid of the opening crawl. Nobody needs to know anything. We could just watch these <laughs> bumbling around in near darkness. <laughs> it was really dark. It was dark. <laughs> and then just like saying random things to each other and sticking carrots in their mouths. <laughs> I love that that was sufficient for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, the... The characters were so richly drawn that yeah. that really takes over. Yeah, it was not plot. as much a story as a character study. You know? Yeah, who could who could forget Brooklyn? The guy who there's a, our main character's name is Brooklyn, and they're like, "Why do they call you Brooklyn?" And he's like, "It's a nickname. It means nothing." Yeah, I've and got the shirt opened. that says Brooklyn. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's like if I walked around with a shirt that just said Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was fun because every time he went missing, you could be like, "Where Brooklyn at?" Yeah, I have to say, when there were a bunch of them, like I still wonder if there were two black guys at the beginning of this oh. movie or just one. I couldn't Ooh. actually figure out. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, they both either. died in short order. I'm pretty sure the yeah, they, that was like the very first to go. You know, keeping with tradition. So. I well, or the first pair to go. I don't remember that either. That's true. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. They were that important. I feel like that's you know, it's just how it, you just need to learn how to stop worrying and love the gunhead. This is, this is like me and cars all over again. <laughs> we can get into that later. Wait, cars the movie, cars the thing you drive in. Cars the movie. Okay. Really? That was a hard one for you to follow? Got some real, no, I have some real systemic issues with cars. Oh, okay. <laughs> Metaphysical problems, I assume. Right. That like, universe. Like cars don't yeah. talk, that problem. Yeah. Mm, no, not even, not Who even that. Who built the cars? Who built the cars, you guys? <laughs> yeah. Or, or if and the... do those cars fuck each other? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do happens? they? Do that's they? how you make more cars. Or Yeah, and uh, why are they farming? It... What are they farming for? <laughs> If the cars are alive, do people still drive in them? And if not, why do they have to live in cities? Sure. That's why a great question. Th- live in car <laughs> I know I've said this before, but uh, why are the bugs also cars? <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> because it's adorable. 
good, these are good questions, Tanya. <laughs> I like to think they're farming for car parts, but that is also yeah, creepy. I, I, I never thought of it before, but it does seem that if sentient cars ran the universe, as you say, the architecture would be a little different. Yeah, they, they wouldn't rails. have yeah. just houses and you know service stations that look. It would be more ramps all over the yeah, place. Yeah, just a lot of garages. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. Why it, doors? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so What's garage? climbing into cars, guys? <laughs> yeah, or if there are people in this world, did they recognize that the cars are all alive? Or is... Like, do they oh, start- they were killed years ago. <laughs> oh, so it started out. So the humans... It's, it is like Gunhead. The yeah. humans created the cars to serve them, and the cars realized humans were unnecessary. <laughs> and just just ward them to death, all of yeah, them. Yeah, but then the cars were nostalgic for old time human <laughs> life. So they still have, which doors. is why uh, McQueen needed to learn to slow down and just right. enjoy life. Also, his tr- <laughs> wasn't his truck friend. So like, so Mac. cars that carry other cars. Yes, uh, he was just named the brand of truck. Yeah, was so- he? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there was the one time where he was, like, chasing the truck he thought it was, and he was like, hey, are you... Are uh, you Mac? Are you yeah. Mac? Right, Mac. And then he was like, no, I'm Peterbilt, which means there's, like, thousands and thousands of trucks <laughs> with the same name, which would get super confusing for the trucks, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't they call out, like, a VIN or something like that? Yeah, like... Right. <laughs> it would be a longer dialogue if every time yeah. I had to say that. <laughs> but Why it's are better... they speaking to each other in English? I mean... Yeah. Well, it's, it's not... I mean, I'm assuming it's dubbed from Carish. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, it is just a series of honks and vrooms. <laughs> you know, get Laster on the phone. I want a refund. Yeah, let's... <laughs> I want answers. Hey, I want to do my minor co- or my major compliment, which we is started it about hit- cars. <laughs> I loved the movie Cars. I agree with all of your issues, but I, I loved it. Uh, I long for the the open road. I like oh, movies like Cars where that people in Hollywood make about how every part of the country that's not Hollywood is the best part of the country. I I find yeah. that really like the cry for help movie that keeps getting made about how we just need to get out of LA and go back to small towns. I think that's so funny <laughs> and deeply sad, but in a, I think it's a joy. Anyway, my my major compliment is uh is for Gunhead uh who has more personality than any of the humans. And he's like he's he he tries to cheer up Brooklyn by giving him references to the early Brooklyn Dodgers. Yep, uh, which is not the best Brooklyn sports team to reference right now, and probably not what his sweatshirt was about. I mean, uh, that was definitely what his shirt was about, though. It was a baseball about Brooklyn, It was a baseball. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like a hoodie. Anyway, uh, it's twenty thirty. Like, talk about the Nets, right? Well. Who's who's talking about the Nets, really? Jay Z. It's twenty thirty, and only seven years earlier is when the Robo Cola machine was made. <laughs> they were like invented in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it, really we didn't have the technology to have an arm that could give you soda before that. Yeah, yeah before you had to use your own arm to get to the soda. Oh, guys, oh, I'm so man. excited! Nine years from now, I won't have to use my own arms to get cola. <laughs> that would be great. Anyway, so it's my, like the Google Glass of cola machines. My my favorite thing about Gunhead is that he is like, if I die, which has its own set of metaphysical problems, but he's like, if I die in battle, I want to die on my feet, which he doesn't have any feet that I can see either. But I no, still admire, I admire that the robot wants to die upright. I don't understand why, but I like that he has, you know, he has death wishes and that Brooklyn plans to honor them. 
So here's something. Why? So the whole point of the, the first part of the movie is they come in with all these gunheads and they get totally Owned. screwed. Yeah. How does yeah. one gunhead and a guy who can't really drive yeah. uh, win the day at the end? Well, it's like I'm, Gunhead it's himself says, question. Dan, when a human wants something bad enough, the odds don't matter. <laughs> yeah. That's way better than the answer I was going to give. Although this all sounds like perfect King of Bullshit Mountain stuff for later. <laughs> so maybe, okay. maybe let's save some of the, save some of the questions sure. for later. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I, I, think, I think there are some reasons for that. Let's, but let's find out some more compliments first. Tanya, why don't you go next? What's your major compliment? Sure. Brooklyn has three watches on throughout the entire movie. I find that fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got he's got you know current time. He's like a bank, and then he's got New York time, and then Australia for some reason. Sure. Yeah. I mean, those places all sound like they exist in this world, so that seems reasonable. It's twenty thirty. <laughs> we didn't like. It's not like we yeah. repangeed or something. Like I said, I have some really serious problems with this world. <laughs> It's just, it's like, just, but you world. like how many watches somebody has. But I think, but I think I, I was sort of intrigued by the idea of just like wearing too many watches. Like a watch is really one of those things that like you do only need one on at any given time. Mm-hmm. And there's something really like flippant and hilarious about wearing three. Did you also like the sidekick guy who was around for a while who was pretty racist and had his entire jacket full on the inside of bottle openers? No, I didn't like that guy. Wait, no. why did he have bottle openers? <laughs> I don't remember that well, at all. He just, he just wanted to have... They wanted something shiny and metal. So he basically just had, like, you know, jangly things, and they were bottle openers yeah, on, on the inside. super clear. I didn't like anyone in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there was no good character that I was like, oh, good, you're back. <laughs> Can't just, wait to see what you don't quite say. <laughs> I wanted to test this out, so I put on two of my watches at the same time, and my wrist feels very heavy. It's hmm. too much. Too much watch. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's too much now, but in a not-so-distant future, it could be just right. <laughs> maybe I'll spend the next 16 years doing arm strengthening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's right. That's right, and start looking for chips. Yeah. Because <laughs> tex Wearing three watches is, is going to be like when Conan had to you, you do that wheel for all those years. So you're yeah, going to be right. super strong afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Your left arm is going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger's left arm. But exactly. your right arm will be the same. <laughs> will be Alex. Or like when uh, JCVD does the splits every morning for like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. I yeah, I don't love it. Maybe if I had lighter watches. Well, I actually do have a lighter watch. I'm going to put on a lighter watch for my number two. Uh, this is the wimpiest sounding. Two on one wrist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm wearing two watches. Uh, my arm's a little heavier than I'm used to. Hey, yeah, remember how I said I wasn't going to pick on you for being hungover? <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, you don't. Th- no, you're upset that my, my wrist. I'm just protecting you from the audience. I know from experience that it's a fickle mistress, and even people who claim to be your fans <laughs> will be the first to tear you down. Our, oh, our fans, it's because they feel weirdly closer to you. I think. <laughs> like I know what's going on here. Our fans rarely tear us down for for being wimps about things, they, but they okay. really do jump on you if you even suggest that you don't know who directed the second Batman movie. <laughs> to be fair. To, to be, be fair. I mean, all right, we, number one, the second Batman movie is Batman Returns, which is not the one you got oh, right. wrong. We did three. But we, we, we did not say anywhere on the show that Tim Burton directed it. We know he produced it, but we, we just mentioned that Tim Burton was involved in every, and we got 15 uh. people telling us that he didn't direct it. And they all, but they all were really nice. They were like, I'm sorry to be that guy. 
But Tim Burton yeah. can direct that movie. But also, to write that letter, you have to assume that no one else in the world is writing right. that same letter, and that's that's a big <laughs> that's a big bet to take. I yeah, I mean, having experienced how many letters we get in the future, count on the fact that you're not the only one. Yeah, it sounds like we're upset about our fans. <laughs> so, our fans. So are take fans. that, audience. Yeah, <laughs> fickle mistress, you. I'm going to cut all this out because I like our audience. Um, <laughs> well, come on. It's a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> Dan's going to call you a wimp again if you don't leave this in. <laughs> all right, Dan. Uh, uh, t- Chris, that's that's you. I went through all the names. Chris, yes. what's your major compliment? Oh, my major compliment is the soundtrack. They reuse the same two songs all the time, but one of them had 80s Japanese uh, synth flute. Yeah, and I liked them. I, I, that's, a, that's a particular instrument that evokes for me a time and a place, and uh, I, like I like the, it a lot. Like 2030 and Robot Island? Yeah, I was going to say like 1989 and sitting in front of my dad's cassette tape player. But oh. Yeah. Your dad had some synth flute? Pl- oh, yeah. Oh, Definitely. That's cute. Best of synth flute, yeah. volume two. Just the hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want any of those deep cuts of the synth flute. <laughs> I, I totally enjoy this movie, but okay, if you want to hate, let's get into hates. Let's do let's do some gun hates. Let's revitalize, let's rebuild this gun hate machine and use it to destroy ourselves in any order. What's something you did not like about Gunhead? Tanya? <laughs> You're just like preparing. You're like <laughs> Yeah. Well the starter still works. Out for the file box. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um so here's a hate. How come in a robot island there are so many tubes and slides that are safe for humans to descend in what looks like a very fun time? <laughs> it seems like every time they get into a scrape, they disappear down a slide and like, whoa, which like a robot island would have no need to have humans have fun all the time. They would just yeah. kill them. Yeah, it's like, a, like a, a creative ad agency built this for all of its employees to have fun sometimes. And yeah. was this place originally built for humans, though, and the and the machines it was originally, just took over? You know, my this sense is, a is machine it was built, project from the jump. Yeah, uh, it was it was built to like the machines were the main point, but there were human custodians and human people to help take care of the computer. So there should have been humany things around, I guess. Yeah, that's, I don't a know. Good, that's a good question. I mean, I think the kids that were there were like janitors' kids, so there had to be janitors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those kids though. Here's another hate. They were annoying, and they made no sense, and they almost never helped any situation. Yeah, yeah that 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 was going to be mine actually. That kid. I, here's the thing. Here's a question about another question about uh, this being the American version of a Japanese movie. Like, are Japanese kids really irritating, <laughs> or for some reason, when we dub Japanese children, do, does their like people in the movie business who have a grudge against Japanese children and they're trying to make them super irritating because every time they give them like squeaky, hey, there's squeaky voices and I, I, oh, I need to help you right now. Oh, like, and the, the, the level of like intensity and like, oh, I'm just a helpless fight kind of like feeling all Japanese children in these types of movies. Yeah. Freaks me out and it's irritating. Reason, and this one, they're all kept like out. saying Brooklyn all the time. 
Uh, yeah, Brooklyn, like, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, but I like would say six that times in a row. Where, <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's repetitive to say the I, least. I assumed that that was not about uh, the way Japanese people write their own children for American movies. I was thinking that that was just because they've been stuck on an island and they're insane. <laughs> I was just thinking like these kids, they're feral children at this point. They've yeah, been they have no parents. Just with evil, like the building shoots lasers at them and they have no parents and they have no food and they're just crazy kids. And my thought is that if you're living on a trash heap and having lasers shot at you all the time, you might not be like hyperactive and squeaky. You might be like stony and like really good at hiding. Like, yeah. doesn't that make way more sense? It's just like an evolutionary tick. Like, so, so you, you would say mousy? Uh, well, I actually thought that uh, the boy, because we should point out, so their their names are 7 and 11. Because they call themselves by their ages, although the girl must have Which been is, like 17. They also, yeah, oh. or, you know, food franchises. Yeah. <laughs> the number thing was another reason why I thought they were maybe robots. <laughs> yeah. So, but I your, like your the, explanation has clarified it for me. I do like the idea that they are named after their ages, and then just every year they have to change their names. Yeah. But then they didn't, though, because that kid was not seven years old, yeah, no and way. the other kid was not 11. And so yeah. they just kept it. Also, the idea would be that at one point you'd cross where the other person used to be, and so like all of the stuff that she'd written 11 on in the fridge now belongs to her younger sister. Younger brother, right? Younger, younger brother? brother. I didn't yeah, know seven is a boy, even though he sounds like Shirley Temple sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was confusing. Anyway, yeah. so she, she wrote 11 on all the stuff in the fridge, and then four years later, it's now her, her brother's. <laughs> Yeah, but it's been in the fridge for four years. It's fine if he takes that. Well, but it's robot fridge. Yeah, that's true. Just let him have the crappy food. It's not worth saving, but it's also not bad enough to throw away yet. That's how I feel about food. After four <laughs> Apparently, years also, fridge. she's dumb enough not to realize the flaw in the scheme of writing her name on uh, on things. Right. Oh, yeah. In the scenario. Well, yeah, because she, no, <laughs> she has no adults to tell her what's going on. She was raised in the wilds of the basement of this gun volcano. I just and also if like their whole goal is if the machine's goal is to get rid of all the humans, like and they can't get rid of like two two pretty dumb kids, th- one with a limp. <laughs> yeah, one with a limp that comes and goes a lot. <laughs> I guess that's, that leads into one of my hates, which is that it seems like everyone in this movie took like the first 10 minutes of a like movement for actors class. <laughs> So that every, like, every physical action that happens to them has, like, a ridiculous reaction. Like, someone gets slapped and, like, runs across a room pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of, like, shoving and, like, falling down in ways that just doesn't make any sense. And we yeah. did mention that it's dark throughout this movie. Like, yeah, it's pretty dark and hard to tell what's going on. So it's just, like, vague, almost like, you know, like, mime acting most <laughs> of the time. And we don't really know why anything is going on. Yeah, and also Eleven doesn't speak, so she does a lot of her communication through just like really road rage violently. gestures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, road rage gestures and like gorilla ground slaps. Okay. Yeah, a lot of a lot of violent miming going on. Yeah, not the best. I like the phrase violent miming. I think that seems like it would be fun. Oh, they're gonna have a mime fight. <laughs> just, yeah. A, a lot of, like, throwing lassos and, and then pretending to choke somebody with them, I guess. Yeah. Who's going downstairs now? I, well, there wouldn't be that much out loud shit talking, Chris. I think you're missing the mime part of this. Oh, I figured they'd also have hype men. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh of course. How did I not think of that? Uh, 
Speaking of, uh, of, of actually talking, though, uh, the dialogue is pretty stellar when it does happen. Uh, for example, says one character, a hero doesn't know he's a hero. He just does what he knows is right. And then the other character says, anyway, meet me at the Dome in 20 hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I think the lead into that is also a hero doesn't know. Wait, what is it? A hero doesn't think about what he's doing. Right. Which is pretty cool. Don't think, just hero. <laughs> anyway see you later it's just like there's no acknowledgement of this thing that's but this i mean pretty trite bumper stickery thing that's just been said but like instead it's just like (laughs) well that's cool (laughs) yeah i I like that interpretation of it then you're like (laughs) it's a commentary on how trite it was yeah (laughs) anyway uh meet me at the dome i guess also (laughs) what was with that dome aphorisms i don't know yeah, also, there's no reason why she has to... It's really unclear why she leaves to just climb the building and get shot. Yeah, well, We're so doing great the, together. Let's rendezvous in 20 hours. Yeah, well, here's the thing. is like, it's going to take roughly 20 hours for him to rebuild the gunhead tank. And so she's like, well, I guess I'll just meet you there, because I think it's also a 20-hour walk up to the top oh, of the mountain Oh, so it's like thing. when you're at a bus stop and you don't want to wait for the bus, so you walk to the next bus stop, but you still, like, you're still on the bus at the same time. Yeah, but she could just wait and ride in the tank. Yeah, exactly. What the hell? And help, you but know? At least you're moving. Yeah. Yeah, she couldn't help because she's a pilot, not a mechanic. I guess, but then I mean, he had maybe... a seven-year-old's help building a tank, and apparently it worked out. Yeah. Actually, I mean, she didn't seem to like him that much, so maybe she's just like, uh, yeah. just walk. <laughs> she kissed him later. She kissed him later, yeah. but she also, I think, was on, like, Valium the whole time. She had she the just... sleepiest a- affectation where she's just like, she yeah, I guess we need to go to the dome. She right. also, so this is a Japanese movie, but she spoke English. So everyone else was dubbed into English, but she was just speaking English. Uh, I looked her up. Um, she's she started out, like, her first two movies on her resume are Last Resort and Hard Bodies. But, uh, oh, my. Wait, wait, wait. It was What's nice Hard she, Bodies? She, just You're not familiar with Hard Bodies? <laughs> oh, it's a classic of the 80s TNA comedy genre. Uh-huh. Oh. It's right up there should, should with I your Google this or uh, it sounds dangerous. and your hots. But, um, and your hots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that one's, that one's a, a delight. A it sex ends with comedy a about three middle-aged women. But, um, oh. the, but she seems to have gone on afterwards to have a uh, long and fruitful career in television, and she played uh, Lana Turner in... Uh, L.A. Confidential, so... Yeah, she's done good with herself. Okay. Since I had, I had to look over at my browser again, that reminds me. Uh, do you want to know the tagline for the steam experiment with Val Kilmer? Sure. What's that? Steam begins when the heat rises. It's just uh, a basic explanation Wait. of how steam works. <laughs> what? But that's not even... I mean, assuming I was say, there was moisture on the heat element. When the heat <laughs> begins, steam rises would be better. Yeah... I mean, I guess they're saying that the temperature rises. Yes. But that, I mean, like... Not the movie. That would make more sense the, if they the said temperature. temperature rises. When you say heat rises, I, 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 I think oh, of, like, so think hot steam air is all in the Yeah, steam is all uh, in the yeah, attic. Totally. Because that was where the heat ro- rose to. Yeah. It's not a great tagline. That's why I read it. <laughs> oh, killer.
The following was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, we're there to help you decide what you like. Thanks for coming over for our pre-podcast play date, everybody. Oh, I'm so excited. I love playing with action figures. Me too. And this new knife foot playset looks awesome. I'm going to be the robo-alien monster. Rawr! I'm going to stop you. Uh, can I rebuild my knife foot in time? Who, who knows? While you two are fighting, I'll find the Korean fusion Takazium. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm just not getting this game. Who's on the team? And what happens if you find this element? Everything. Or nothing. Uh-huh. I've got lasers and bullets. Pew pew. Nightfoot will save you. I'm sorry. I I just I don't. Am I having fun? I can't tell. Of course you're having fun, Dan. We've got all the elements of fun: robots, guns, and a white lady. Don't forget us, the little children who yell or sign language angrily. Wahoo! Pew pew. Robot. Uh, robot. Those things do seem. Fun, but they also make me angry. I just can't tell how I'm feeling. Robot. Yeah, just just still so confused here. Uh, Level eight zero one. Oh, somebody died. Wall electricity. Shh, shh, that sounds very sensitive. It's a sound mine. You guys don't move, or it'll blow up. Except for all of the noises we've been making for the last ten minutes. Is that cool, or is that the dumbest thing? I found the fusion takoyum. Crash! Am I hungry or horny? Maybe I'm hungry. I might be having a stroke. I can't feel my torso and my mouth tastes like light bulbs. Boom! Crash! I know what I'll do. I'll check the reviews on read-weeps.com. Slash Amazon. That'll help me figure out if I'm enjoying myself. Chicka, 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 chicka. Type, 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 type. Okay, 1.5 stars. All right, I was right. I hate these Nightfoot action figures. From now on, I'm going to go to read-weep.com slash Amazon whenever I want to figure out if I like something. There are a ton of reviews on every product, even the bad ones. And if I purchase the item, a percentage goes to read it and weep. Caw, caw. Tanya, we're, we're done playing with Nightfoot. Oh, Sorry. Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon whenever you want to buy something and use the reviews to figure out if you like it or not. Caw? Caw? That's, that's good. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Alright, so now, uh, by request of our sponsor, Zachary, it's time to play King of Bullshit Mountain. So this is our game where somebody has to explain what's going on. If they can't explain, they fall, and there is a new king of bullshit. Chris, as our yeah. reigning king of bullshit mountain, you're going to start in the king chair. Okay. Throne? They call it a throne when it's the yeah. king chair. I call it okay. a king chair because I don't believe in monarchy. It's a king-sized chair. Yeah, it's just a chair that's wider so that you can sit farther apart from your husband. That's right. I'm starfishing. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right. So, uh, in any order, let's ask Chris some questions about the movie. He has to explain uh, to the best of his ability. And he's very good at this, so uh, give him a chance. I'll start out. Chris. Yes. Who are the s- sushi slappers, and are they as unsavory as they sound? 
Well, they are very unsavory, although it's a bit racist to say that, because basically the Japanese army tried invading the island beforehand, and they got converted into the biodroids. So that's what's, you know, stabbing and shooting all the bandits on on their way through. So they're like, ah, sushi slappers. So but, wait, so the robots slappers. slap the yeah. sushi? Well, the that's, guys what, who said that that's what the Japanese. That's what the epithet would seem to indicate. But the guys who said it were Japanese, so are they being racist against previous Japanese people or against I think robots so, pretending and those to be guys Japanese? Weren't, they, were, they were Japanese people playing non-Japanese people. I did some Googling to figure out if this was racist before I included it in our show, and I'm pretty sure it's not. It's too weird. Is it's it racist? It's pretty weird. It just sounds like masturbators. Oh. Yeah, right. hey. hey, that's a steal already. Dan... You are a new <laughs> king of bullshit mountain. Oh no! <laughs> no, it's hey, a Dan, hell. what was going on? Dan, here's a question for you. What was going on with all the levels in the in the mountain? Like yeah. they showed all these different levels, and and it's like an 800 story tall building. See, this yeah. was like in the Andromeda strain where they have different levels to prevent um, uh, the the strain from getting out into the world, and they could bio uh, de. Uh, it contaminate huh. on different levels, sure. and so when the original people built the thing to maintain this uh, this robot creature, uh, this was a security system to shut down various levels. So that sounds very reasonable. So if the building is eight hundred stories tall, though, and has all the different security levels, how come pretty much everything took place in one of two rooms? Uh, budgetary reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, that's what I assumed, but I thought maybe there would be a story explanation. <laughs> nope, okay. Uh, Dan, I have a question. What is the robots, like, post-human endgame? Like, once they get rid of all the people, what were they hoping to do next? You know, the, the, what What do we all hope to do once we're done with our work? Kick back and um, watch TV? Kick back, yeah. Uh, maybe you start that garden. Um <laughs> Learn to sail, <laughs> but robots don't eat. They don't need to garden. <laughs> well, they do drink. Uh, they drink whiskey. Speaking as a gardener, it's more of a the pleasure of taking care of a thing that is alive than necessarily the food stuff. So your suggestion does is a robot the, appreciate life? Yeah, the robots wanted to kill off all of the people so they could go appreciate some tomato vines. Well, yeah, people are a threat. Tomatoes aren't going to do anything to you unless they're the terrible killer tomatoes. <laughs> Which, in this case, they're probably not. <laughs> Dan, what was glowing in Eleven's mouth? Or oh, Seven, shit. I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Just please steal That's this, because I really want to know. All right. I mean, it's not a steal. It's a stump, but I'll take it. All right. Ask me a question <laughs> about this movie. No, I want to know that one. I want to know what was glowing in that kid's mouth. <laughs> you have to answer that question. Well, so, as best as I could figure, uh, Eleven got shot, and then... Her mouth started glowing, so she must have gotten shot with the light of the universe. And then she contained it inside her, like a backup, like a reverse dentist's lamp. <laughs> uh-huh, see? A- All right. Um, so, Alex, what was going on with the kid dropping the bombs at random, and how was that going to distract a hyper-intelligent computer for ten minutes? Oh, it's a great question, Chris, and I don't remember that happening, but I still know the answer. <laughs> uh, okay. Obviously, this computer is the whole building. Like, the, the intelligence is the whole building and the island and the little robots. It's all of it at once, right? So it's like, if you're, a, if you're a fighting against ants... 
and they just walk at your face, that's not a good fight strategy, right? But if they're like biting your knee and your elbow at the same time, and then you're always itching, and you're like, where is this little tiny grenade coming from? Super distracting. Uh, so the room is just like uncomfortable from all the little grenades. But the computer couldn't multitask. No, this is uh, in 2030 with this very new plastic silicon computer chips, they don't have multi-core processing. Well, I mean, that's an answer. I don't think it's a good answer, but <laughs> this is that's not, fine. This is not King of Judgy Mountain, Chris. Back <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, so hyper-intelligent computer. Also, my wrist really hurts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking off one or both of these watches. <laughs> well, you made it that far, I guess. I, did. I tried really hard. Here's another question, Brooklyn Alex. Brooklyn was tougher than all of us thought. Yeah, how come Brooklyn needed to know what time it was all the time? Uh, well, you said it. You know, that was a circular question. He needed to know what time it was all the time. How does he know if it's a time? It's because he knows the time. Whoa. Uh huh. I just Alice in Wonder- Wonderland your shit. That's what I do. <laughs> Eat me, drink me. Um. <laughs> I guess that would make me big and small at the same time. I don't know what's going Wait, on. If, no, what's, no. So if I, I like taking it an upper and a downer at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it just makes out. you woozy. Yeah. You mean like the blonde in this movie? <laughs> she makes you woozy. Oh no, she is. Yeah, she, that. Yeah, she is taking. She's on oxycodone or something. She is. Whew. She is slow moving and quite sleepy. Pills. And um, what was that yellow stuff in the middle of the defunct? Sound activated mines that are floating around sometimes and look like giant bean pods. Oh, that's a great question. Um, that is clearly the light of the universe. You know, I feel like that is your what? It, what? Uh, repetition. I think <laughs> that's gotta a steal. Find it. I think steal. Tanya's a, got it. It's a stump. Tanya, oh, you're king of bullshit. This is going to go poorly, man. as I I really didn't think anything in this movie made any sense. All right, Tanya. So uh, the guy, the Brooklyn. Uh, sure. Brooklyn is a... You mean the guy who's stronger than you because he can wear three watches and not freak out? He's really strong. <laughs> I give him that. So Brooklyn, the strong-wristed guy, uh, although he's probably been training since he was a kid. Anyway, he is a mechanic and not a pilot. We can all agree on that, right? Well, uh, he's, that's how he starts the movie, Alex. Yeah, and that's how he continues the movie. And then he is told over and over again that he can't drive and he, he's not good at driving. And then they finally, they all survive the cyberpunk hellscape and they get mm-hmm. into an airplane Mm-hmm. Why does the the drunk girl immediately ask if he wants to drive? Like, if you survived think, all of that, why do you want someone with no flight hours behind the wheel when you're an air <laughs> ranger? Oh, I'm sorry. It sounds like somebody's feeling the simulator again. Yeah. How many simulator hours is did you Did you guys see my post on the Facebook page where I was totally yes. vindicated about the simulator? Okay. So, in Batman and Robin... Robin crashes. Batman, Batman and Robin, uh, Ruben. Anyway, Robin crashes his motorcycle, and Batman is like, uh, he says, "You need ten more hours in the simulator before we can go out again." Totally yeah. a Batmobile simulator. I was absolutely right about that. You made fun so of me is that just time. like one of those games that you it's like at a in a movie theater lobby where you're on a <laughs> motorcycle? Yeah. Is that what the motorcycle simulator is? <laughs> Microsoft Dance motorcycle. Dance Revolution. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> the arrows come down. You have to turn the motorcycle to the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think I was totally was right he... about there being a Batman simulator, you guys. So I think they were they were throwing Brooklyn a bone because he cannily like dismantled the evil empire, and they were like, you know, if you can like pick up part of a gunhead and use it to shoot a big robot thing, we'd like to have you pretend to fly our airplane for a while. Oh, so it's Yeah, I think it was just like a good faith gesture. 
So you think they were going to keep autopilot on the whole time and just like let him think he's driving? Oh, sure. I mean, he's mostly just going to be like squinting at people and putting carrots in his mouth. So, I mean, <laughs> nobody's really trusting that he's doing a lot of piloting. Maybe that's how the planes at that time fly, on carrots. If that were true, he would have been able to fly in the beginning. Uh, well, I guess that's true because he had carrots the whole time. Hey. <laughs> Does that make Tanya queen of bullshit mountain? Are we? I guess. Are we out of things? I mean, she I have more it. things, but king yeah. of bullshit mountain is Tanya. It's King Chris. Yeah, it's not a non-gendered that seems upsetting. Position. As I think, oh, I yeah. liked this movie the least of all of us. <laughs> I, yeah, but your hatred gives you energy and strength. Yeah, it gives you power. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do our second. Let's do our second hate. Let's do the minor compliment. Or shit. Let's do our minor compliment now. The second oh. half of our compliment sandwich. Uh. No more hates. We've done hates. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna go in reverse order. <laughs> do you have more hates you really want to get in, Dan? No. Okay. No. No. I, I. I was just clarifying what we were doing. Yeah. Second half. Compliment sandwich. <laughs> this is the oh, last nice thing you're ever gonna have to I say. I apologize, guys. You, you're doing Dan, it. are you drinking some fizzy water? Because you should drink some fizzy water if you can. That makes me feel yeah. better. Okay. Good. I, I'm on it. <laughs> All right. You're not you're not going for a little hair of the dog? Is that no, 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 what no. people say? Still? I, I'm people, going people for say it. it's multiple aspirin. It's not a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, also weird origins. Like when when are you are you eating the hair from this dog that bit you last night? Why is that like a reasonable analogy that people are like, oh yeah, sure. It's like the time the dog bit you and you ate his hair later. Yeah, I feel no, like no, it's... No, no, no. I think it just sounds like a potion. You're like, oh, I'm going to take this potion. It's sort of a yeah. knowing wink, you know? Yeah, it's like, like a, you're like voodoo-dolling the dog that bit you. Yeah, it's a werewolf thing. That's why, right. <laughs> why isn't it the hair of the aspirin? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't swallow aspirin with hair on it. That's mold. You really should. Don't have to well. tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm convinced. All right, so we're going to go in reverse order, which means, Chris, you're up first. What's your minor compliment? Oh, speaking of all this, uh, my compliment was for the uh, the bit part of Whiskey Barrel, which yeah. was played by a, a barrel that was hoisted. And it as apparently in this, lo- this movie, anything you strap to a tank can be used as fuel, uh-huh. even if it's like coolant or oil. Um, you know, it just uses it as gasoline. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the true flex fuel technology but that I think get Ford drunk. has been pushing for. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, a little bit. I think the tank did get drunk because he missed a lot of his shots. Uh, even with computer guidance on this gun, you know, there were a lot of bullets flying around and hit almost nothing. Well, you may have um, noticed that the entire control system was a 10-key type pad. Oh, there was 10 key. There were four different joysticks. How is one person going to efficiently manage something like that with four different joysticks and a 10 key pad and a bunch of switches? Like, yeah. Simplify your interface. It's those growing pains between being a hyper-intelligent computer and being, like, run mostly by humans. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Well, the thing about the joysticks, was fun, was that instead of driving, where you're mostly just, like, holding a wheel and only moving it when you turn, this guy, this motherfucker, has to pump the thing to make it keep driving. <laughs> like he's, like, giving it a handy. Like almost. a shake weight. Yeah, exactly. What kind of handies you've been giving lately? Yeah, <laughs> apparently they're kind of rough. That, like, piston thing looked kind of terrifying. Well, a robot handy. <laughs> oh, of course. A the time-honored handy. robot handy. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to continue backwards. Tanya, what's your minor compliment? 
Um, I will call out the one less irritating moment with Seven, the child who could speak the whole time, in and which he limped. like, yeah. yeah, well, and limped sometimes. <laughs> I still, oh, everyone is the worst <laughs> in this movie. Um, but it, at one point, he goes to like his little garden where he seems to be cultivating a lot of lettuce? Question mark. <laughs> Um, and he's like watering yeah yeah there there doesn't appear to be any like actual produce that isn't just leafy green which is probably fine i don't know where does the light come from though well sure that that's an excellent question <laughs> his mouth i think i've been oh, deep that's true. he's just like <laughs> that is the same kid you guys <laughs> no, like, they're not interchangeable <laughs> one of them is super loud and annoying and the other one is you know loud constantly having some hands. sort of physical fit yeah um, the other one is seen but not heard yeah <laughs> that's right the other one is a perfect child <laughs> um, but no, but while he's watering all these these giant lettuces, he's like, everybody cheer up now. Hello. And he's like chatting to the plants. And I, I, I do that when I water my plants. And that made me feel slightly less angry <laughs> for just a few moments. I was like, oh, that's recognizable as a thing a human might do. Uh, it, so. When I do it, there's a slight a hint of desperation. It's like, cheer up. Sorry, I didn't water you last <laughs> week. You can do it, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's about it, though. That's awesome. Uh, my minor compliment is uh, the old guy on the airplane keeps telling. I I assume that it was Brooklyn, but I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, it was. stop playing with guns. Playing with guns is bad luck. And I'm not yeah. normally a believer in superstition, but this is the most reasonable superstition I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like uh, you know, like there's a false premise. It's like not bad luck, but it is good like practice not to play with guns because something's going to go wrong yeah which would be bad luck i guess at that point it, yeah it's bad skill that you shot someone with the gun you were playing with but. yeah i feel i feel like ascribing it to the luck is actually like a dangerous thing because it's just like removing causality entirely yeah you know like oh it's a bad it's oh that's bad luck and it's like maybe maybe you should stop playing with guns are you crazy <laughs> Are you crazy? I, no, I, it's a luck thing. I like it running with do. this. I want to go the other way. I, I agree with you, but I it, maybe we should like we just remove all causality. And every time you did something, it was bad luck. And so your superstition is stop doing the thing that caused it. It all works out sure. the same in the end. That's true. You know, stop driving your car on the wrong side of the road. It causes bad luck and tra- like uh, you get way more traffic accidents than normal. Yeah, which is terrible. Or luck. don't leave mayonnaise out in the sunshine. It's bad luck. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Just anytime something is good advice, we'll just say stop doing that. <laughs> bad luck. <laughs> I think that's fun. Uh, Dan, your turn. Minor compliment. Last nice thing. Last you compliment. To say. Um, there was like a little floaty thing. In the, yeah, in the, the, movie. the sound, the the mines, the sound yeah. mines. It was like a special effect that, like, it it split apart into two, and it had what looked like it like sneeze. It had like cascading like ones and zeros between them. Uh-huh. Did I did yeah. I imagine this? No, that's real. Uh, and I thought that was kind of kind of neat. And this is something that uh, predated the Matrix, but it had a similar look to it of like computer code just. Yeah. Falling down through the air, and uh, yeah. so I thought that was a, a nice little touch. It was nice. I uh, yeah, there was definitely a matrixy feel to a lot of this. I can imagine that this sort of thing influenced them a lot, uh, mostly. And just from, like, for 1989 too. I mean, it was yeah. pretty pretty good for that on the, the effects. I uh, the sound mine though, which is a floating bomb that goes off if you make too much noise around it, just seems like a really bad 
Like that seems like a thing you create. Like the creator of that died from a sound mine explosion. That, yeah. That, Although, if you're a computer and you do everything just electronically and you don't need to walk around, anybody well, bumbling sure, around like, your hideout is going to get blowed up. But then you start you hear noises like late at night, and it's just the house settling around you. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is eight hundred stories of robot. It's going to settle. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to creak a little in the wind. Fair enough. Also, what happens if it starts like doing a lot of pro- really hard processing, and the fans turn on? Then it blows yeah. itself up. Or, or on Storm Island, there's yeah. a thunderstorm. <laughs> right. It just this seems like a great way to accidentally blow yourself up. And also the sound, like, they're, they're making all kinds of racket. They crashed a plane into this thing, for Christ's sake, and the mines didn't go off. And then later they're like, oh, just be quiet around it. Yeah, don't whisper. <laughs> or whisper, it's fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> then we find out that the mines Steve are, whispered. like, deactivated now, and they just float around not blowing up. Oh, I thought one of them did blow I thought that was the theory, and then they actually did, one did blow up. I don't remember. Yeah, that. one did, like, fall into a pit and blow up at one point. It, like, scared itself and blew up. But that was after people had been, like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this would be a good piece of advice to tell, like, uh, a designer of weapons, which is, like, don't make uh, a bomb activated by sound. That is bad luck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's it for our show, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week. Next week we're talking about... Independence Day. Woohoo! I'm so excited about this. President Just Palmer. in time for the real Independence Day. Or. Wait a minute. It's <laughs> almost as if there's a, a plan there. Or Independence Day finally arrived when it should near our Independence Day movie show. That's right. I don't understand causality. I am really excited about this. I love this movie. I love President Bill Pullman so much. <laughs> I really enjoy this film. Uh, it's great. Take that, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we elected him in 2030. <laughs> I I want all presidents to be pulled. Anyway, he's so delightful, and his hair is so long, and then he has to like move it out of his face like the 90s. That's oh, great. I like. Uh, <laughs> That's a That's a preview for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so fun. This is like this is one of those really generous sponsorships. Uh, our sponsor really knew really knew how to make us happy for a couple of days that was an easy one uh i I thought this one was a fun sponsorship too because it was so out there yeah Uh, it's so weird um we've had some really good ones and i really love the endless love sponsorship the two movies of the same i think it's really fun anyway so thank you natalie for sponsoring independence day next week um natalie and her husband ben together um yeah oh and they're also really excited that you're gonna be here tanya because they're big fans of pack your mics so they enjoyed that show too Oh well, that's that's very charming. I'm mm. I'm excited to to watch Independence Day. I'm sorry I was I couldn't get with Gunhead. I'm glad everyone else could. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say any of us are a hundred percent, but all of us are more percent than you. Oh, so many more percent than me. <laughs> so stick around for that next week. Thank you uh, to Zachary for sponsoring this, and Natalie and Ben for sponsoring Independence Day. Uh, thanks for being here as always at C. Walter Smith and at the Tanya Best. Hey, of course. Yep. If you've got feedback for us, facebook.com slash read and weep. Dan, flophousepodcast.com. Yeah. What's going on on your, uh, on your podcast recently? What have you guys been up to? Uh, what did we watch? We watched I, Frankenstein. Uh, Ooh, that was a fun episode. You guys were awesome. Yeah. What's, what's coming up? I can't even remember what we just watched. Yeah. Because we do it and then it goes out of our head. Oh, I know. Last Resort. 
the movie where the old people go to Las Vegas. Oh, right. yes. Not Last Resort, Last oh. Vegas. Oh, that one, that one, that one. Last I'm Vegas. Sure Last Resort is a movie, too. Last Resort is a movie. I mentioned it earlier in the thing as what that woman was in before she was in Hard Bodies. Oh, right. There's also <laughs> That's why it was in my head. Also, the Last Vegas. Also, one of my top three Papa Roach songs. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of everyone's top three Papa Roach songs. You want to know, know number two? I want to know all three. Last Resort <laughs> Radio Edit. <laughs> and are see. you Spotify, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Pandora You're just giving me remixes of the one song. Pandora I Pandora does that to me all the time. It's like, well, you liked this. Uh, surely you'll like the uh, the the remix of it. Surely you'll like the radio edit of that song. Surely you'll like uh, the High School Musical redo. <laughs> anyway, uh, don't anyway, call last. me Shirley Pandora. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's a third Papa Roach song, but I can't think of it. Last Resort Remix? There's got to be a remix, right? I'm sure. Uh, like a hip-hop remix? I was going to say, as long as there's just somebody in the background going, uh, sometimes, I think that, that counts as a hip-hop remix. So so you're going to be not watching Last Resort. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Last Vegas. Last Vegas. And, and uh, otherwise, I'm just <laughs> doing the Daily Show thing. I don't have a lot of side projects other than the podcast. <laughs> Are you doing a stand-up at all? Uh, I actually am, but uh, just one one off show, and I don't even know when it is to plug it if I wanted to. I, I mean, <laughs> no. mostly plugging the Flophouse. We have uh, we have a lot of cross pollination with your fans, which is presumably why Zachary requested you for this show. Yes, th- th- thank thank you, Zachary. Yeah, and it, is, it was so nice of you for uh, for making the time. I know because I, I mean, when your main uh, when your main project is the Daily Show, I can understand that it's a little crowded. <laughs> Yeah, mostly I just like to spend my other time uh, with the aforementioned gardening and television <laughs> and sleep. Birthday parties. Sounds yeah. the dog. Yeah, the booze. Those th- <laughs> Hitting the bottle when the workmen come over. Sure. <laughs> anyway, flophousepodcast.com. Thanks for being here, Dan. We'll be back again next week, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. No refunds.